Welcome to the Rebecca Panapinto Project. Today, I am very excited to host a dear friend named Elliot Cordo. Elliot is an expert in data engineering, data warehousing, information management, and technology innovation with a passion for helping transform data into powerful information. He has more than a decade of experience implementing cutting edge and data-driven applications, and Elliot thrives on helping organizations understand the true potential in their data by working alongside them as a leader, an architect, and a hands-on contributor across the company. Elliot has built nearly a dozen cloud-native data platforms on AWS, ranging from data warehouses and data lakes to real-time activation platforms for startups to large enterprises. In his current role as the head of data at Capsule, Elliot is focused on building a cloud-native data and machine learning platform that empowers the pharmacy that works for everyone. Enjoy the show. Hey, Elliot, welcome to the show today. Hi, glad to be here. Yeah, this is fun. I love when people that I've maybe spent very little time together in person with become fast Zoom friends. <laughs> and you're one of those. Yeah, so, sure. I think we've spent more time virtually than in person, but I'm such a huge fan and love what you're doing at Capsule. So I'm excited for you to come on the show today and talk about that. Yeah, me too. And thanks for that. Awesome. So you have a very interesting background and journey. We met when you were at Equinox and really working in a startup environment there. But now you're doing some really cool just data engineering and data leadership within Capsule as well. And I'm sure that has opened your eyes even more to like a lot of my background, which is healthcare and the big problems to solve within healthcare. But let's start with this Equinox experience and consulting. And I guess I want to hear from you when that first bug for getting into data and being intrigued by what you can do with data within a business context really hit you and started to really develop into a career. Yeah, so I, I've had the data bug, uh, you know, for for going on like to date myself almost two decades. You know, it, it's I, I've been focused on data, data engineering, uh, insights uh, for most of my career. I'd say, you know, my kind of like moment where it clicked is when I kind of ent- re-entered consulting uh, with a boutique uh, consulting firm called Concerta Concepts. Um, about uh, 10 years ago, um, obviously a really super interesting time in technology. This was kind of the age of kind of like big data and machine learning and uh, just about every company trying to do like a digital transformation or, or, or a data transformation in that, in that, uh, at that time. So, um, you know, entered as like a senior independent uh, contributor or senior IC uh, and just kind of within the context of working at all these great companies and in terms of the companies that I had an opportunity to work for, uh, you know, we're talking from the largest fortune kind of list companies out there to small early stage startups, um, tons of different, uh, use cases, you know, like, uh, the common ones and kind of banking, consumer pride, e-com through niche, you know, such as, uh, uh, higher education, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I just, you know, entering these businesses, uh, seeing how they were trying to transform themselves, kind of understanding their business problems, understanding how like data and technology could map to solving those, those business problems really got me excited. I think that was like kind of my, my moment where it all clicked, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, you know, I think, 
quickly kind of graduated into kind of strategy, uh, you know, kind of data strategy, uh, you know, for these organizations, you know, kind of helping them transform, um, you know, so yeah, that, that was a great opportunity. Um, then you mentioned Equinox, obviously had an opportunity to, to uh, do a second tour of duty with Equinox, uh, this nice. time, uh, you know, entering uh, at a time when they were going through digital transformation, being able to apply uh, all those learnings to their business, um, their brick and mortar business, trying to digitize uh, later to a ground up digital startup, which is Equinox Plus, um, which I had the pleasure of working at and kind of launching like the Soul Cycle um, at home bike. Uh, and now here at Capsule, where we're trying to solve all sorts of interesting problems. Very cool. I think consulting is always a good baseline to get exposed to, like you said, all these different industries and all these different ways that you can solve problems and just even learning the personas and personalities within these industries, you learn a lot really fast. And so it's always a great starting point to figure out like what part of tech you're passionate about, where you can make an impact. And, and for you with it being data strategy, I'm sure then open further doors to groups like Equinox and Capsule. So how did the Equinox opportunity kind of come about? What was that journey like? Yeah. So, so I spent some time with Equinox after, uh, you know, kind of initially retiring from, from consulting, um, uh, way back, um, worked with them, uh, did a lot of interesting stuff, you know, kind of built out their data platform, CRM, uh, uh, you know, left did consulting, learned a lot, you know, kind of got more into kind of strategy, kind of found my, my specialty and what I'm good at. Uh, and, you know, always stayed very connected with them, with the leadership team, with the technical leadership team. Um, and when I saw that they were at a point where they, they were kind of at an inflection point in their business where they really knew that they had to think more digitally, um, you know, kind of come up with new experiences for their customers. You know, I just really mm -hmm. saw an opportunity where I could apply like all those learnings, right? Mm -hmm. um, and have, you know, I think, uh, you know, a great opportunity to, to innovate and, and you know, kind of uh, make changes in their business, which was, was really rewarding. So it was just a perfect timing, you know, I think, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think anybody who ever leaves a job, you know, kind of like looks at that, that place from the outside or feel, I guess, twofold. One, you know, you had all these problems that you felt you could solve, like you, you felt you had like that, that secret to solve and didn't have an opportunity to, to kind of apply them. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, also having, you know, those, those additional learnings, you know, uh, so it was just a, a really good opportunity to go in there after like kind of uh, thinking about like all these challenges and opportunities over the course of four years, and then having, having all that learning and having an opportunity to go in there and, and kind of uh, make an impact was, was really, really amazing. So uh, yeah, you got to specialize a little, a little more and go deep on a, on an industry. Yeah. Did it, uh, perks come from that as far as uh getting to be a part of the gym and, and try new and upcoming things like the the bike and the technologies that you guys are releasing yeah for sure tons of perks you know so so i think uh we you know in, inside that tech organization we were always the guinea pigs so uh, whether it was some innovative uh you know form of of uh, group fitness assessment um, digital, digital kind of, uh, scales and digital assessment, 
uh, our, our first uh, kind of digital workout products, the bike, you know, we were the guinea pigs, you know, most our, yeah. our, you know, in the media arm, you know, we, we launched a product quickly because we all had bikes and we, you know, we were able to essentially QA and kind of test features and figure out what was not working and what was working, you know, kind of early on. And it was awful handy to have that bike during the, uh, during the pandemic as well. So <laughs> all worked out. I always like when you can have a good connection between like something you're passionate about and it being a job. So for me, I would think like getting to be the guinea pig on the mirror, that would have been cool. Uh, I know that wasn't tech you guys built, but for the folks that did like that had to be fun to know that that was coming to market before it was even out in the wild and and to try it and see if it works and then be the person that's like, Hey, I lost 30 pounds doing this brand new technology. Like that'd be fun to be a part of building. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, definitely great to be able to be connected with something you're passionate about or you're into, um, lifelong uh, kind of journey in fitness. You know, I th- I'd say that, mm. you know, my modalities of fitness uh, were not always the ones I got to test, you know, like I'm not a group fitness person and I look pretty ridiculous doing it, but, uh, you know, uh, definitely got to participate. I did find, I actually like uh, cycling, which is something I probably would have never tried. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely um, great to be able to connect with that. And, and uh, overall be working on a product that, that helps make people better too, you know, mm-hmm. um, at Equinox, that was the case at Capsule, that's the case as well. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely a rewarding uh, part of it as well. Yeah. Two very cool companies. So switching gears to Capsule now, you know, you're helping really make a big impact in the advancement of the healthcare industry and access to pharmaceuticals. So I see, you know, advertisements all over the city and little pop-up shops, but for those who aren't as familiar with capsule, just cause it's maybe not in their market just yet. Can you give us a, an overview of really the big problem you're tackling for healthcare? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd first start with the, with the concept of, of pharmacy. So, um, and this is like an interesting way of thinking about like innovation as well. So, so you think mm-hmm. about all of these kind of like um, brick and mortar or kind of like traditional business models that have been digitized, like from getting food delivered to your door to grocery shopping uh, to uh, getting a car, you know, uh, a car service like the one that you uh, you were on today, uh, Uber. You know, so there's all these. You know, it's getting to the point that like you it feels quite saturated. Like it doesn't seem like there's as much undiscovered country of like, uh, you know, digitization cases that haven't been solved. So pharmacy is one of those. And I think what, what intrigued me, you know, if you think about how pharmacies operate, um, they haven't changed in model since they were invented, you know, um, it's still, uh, you know, very, very, uh, you know, kind of, uh, laborious kind of like, manual processes by, by pharmacists, um, you know, kind of a traditional kind of customer service model. Um, if there is such a thing to be considered as customer services, it comes to pharmacy. Uh, it's not convenient. It's, it's, it's not convenient. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody's really kind of backed up and said like, how, how should a pharmacy like operate? Right. So I think what's really interesting about capsule and, um, you know, just, just the kind of problem that they're trying to solve in general is this, you know, they're, they actually said, okay, well, what, what's the goal? Let's make our, get it, help our customers get the things that they need to feel better to get medication. Right. And, 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, starting with that and starting with the customer and working backwards, like, how do you do that? Like, what, what should a pharmacy and what should his pharmacy service look like? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I, so I think just a number of kind of like new, new kind of things to experience, things to learn about, uh, you know, kind of an industry uh, that, that largely hasn't been digitized um, and, uh, you know, kind of starting from scratch. And, and it's really interesting to be a part of that. Very cool. Yeah. When I think pharmacy, I do not think customer service. <laughs> I think of even just for something like Claritin, having to go find the random piece of paper to then walk up to the pharmacist to tell them it's this card of what I'm looking for. There's always a line. They're yeah. not happy to be there. It's like, you know, the money is in just them selling drugs that kind of sell themselves. So it doesn't have to be a good user experience. And so for me, my perspective of capsule is that's the biggest thing of, of why I would choose them for my pharmacy delivery over going to CVS or Walgreens, because there's just a better customer experience. But what are the challenges in that? I mean, you can't just go send a bunch of Claritin to somebody's home without there being things moderated and, you know, their checks and balances, especially against, I'm sure getting actually prescriptions written and things like that. So what have been some of those challenges you guys have had to overcome to be able to let the model work? Yeah, I think, I think, um, one, you know, broadly, one of those challenges that you probably know with healthcare background is healthcare. And, and I think like patient experience is kind of like not a cohesive experience. It's very disjointed. And, and I think you touched, you know, kind of like on, on that a little bit in terms of, you know, like think about like a doctor. So a doctor's writing, you know, prescription for, for Claritin or, or whatever medication might be. And then, you know, you're getting like a little script of paper and you're, you got to go see a pharmacist or maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to try to transfer that to a pharmacy in your area. So you can at least go pick it up. Um, but, but there's really no kind of like, kind of communicate. It's not cohesive. It's like, doctor, I'm, I'm handing this off to like some pharmacy. Right. And then you're going to go there and you're going to deal with problems and they might have to like go back. You might have to go back and talk to your pharmacist. You might have to do something special with your insurance company, um, you know, in order to get the, the drugs paid for, you know, so like it's, it, it ends up being like, you're a problem, right. As soon as you leave the doctor. So, you know, like one of the things that we've got to, that we've got to do, you know, is, is obviously, uh, you know, like one of our, one of our taglines is like a pharmacy that works for, for everyone. That's kind of like our, our motto. Right. Cool. And when we say everyone, we mean the customers, we mean the, the doctors, we mean the, the payers, um, and, you know, so, so one of the things that we have to do is integrate with doctors. We've got to, you know, come up with a way that we can process EMR, uh, ways that we can, um, you know, kind of uh, deal with insurance companies and, and, you know, kind of make sure that, that claims are, are kind of like as automated as possible and we reduce points of friction. So a lot of what we do is, you know, kind of, you know, integration and partnership with kind of these other, uh, you know, uh, you know, customers who are usually out of band for pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, furthermore, again, coming back to like digitization and kind of like rethinking the industry, uh, thinking what we can automate. And, you know, it's not just automation for the sake of like less people, less humans. Hey, like we can, we can do this cheaper, but it's, it's really faster, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. remove kind of these, these friction points for customers and receiving their meds, you know, the better that we can automate things, the faster we can get those meds to them. Um, 
you know, the, the less interactions they've got to have with, with people other than, than uh, you know, uh, kind of the pharmacy they're directly dealing with to, uh, you know, get the, get the drugs they need. So. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of challenges to, uh, to solve. Lots of data points, but um, man, being able to snag your prescription via this platform or one of your retail shops, like that is pretty awesome. And it's just a gateway for, I think more people to be able to be healthy and get care that they need without any kind of barrier or headache that, that the ecosystem kind of has today. Yeah. There's a, there, uh, let's, let's say that this is not a, a perfect, the right percentage, but uh, I'd say that bordering on a majority of prescriptions go unfilled. Right. So, really? you know, um, I, I want to say 50% of prescriptions go unfilled. Oh. Right. So, that's for various reasons. Right. Um, but uh, a lot of it comes down to just there being a road bump, right? Like some, some sort of uh, bump, which is either from the, the doctor to the pharmacy, the, these various like friction points of, you know, kind of communication back and forth, the doctors communication to, to payers. Uh, so um, yeah. So, so I think really kind of positive thing that, that, capsule can do is try to drive more adherence to medication just by mm. making it a simpler experience, more seamless and, and more integrated. That's very cool. And encouraging folks, yeah, to be held maybe a little more accountable to yeah. the ecosystem because um, the headache is, I think, the thing that slows me down the most too. I'm like, oh, it seems like I'm more worried about going to do what the doctor told me to do that the doctor is he's kind of like getting paid either way so if there could be an encouragement as part of the experience to actually get the meds that you need um i mean i don't know if you guys messed with this technology before but i even heard of apps that to make sure people are actually taking their medication they can within the app show them swallowing the pill and actually ensuring that the medication every day was, you know, digested. Um, and that's something that I never thought like people would need. You would think, you know, if you're sick and you know, this gets you healthy, you would do X, Y, Z, but it, it's a real problem. And first is helping with access. Second is some people go as far as like having to check in and make sure every day a healthcare provider is saying, Hey, did you take X, Y, Z? Are you making sure that you're getting healthier? Yeah. And I think like, like from a data perspective, I think that's a, that's an opportunity for, for capsule as well. Like I, the, the providers, the doctors, you know, you know, do care about their, about their patients being healthier. Um, the industry is so disjointed that, that often they, they, you know, once they write that script, their, their insight into what their, what their patients are doing is pretty, pretty minimal. Right. Or, or, uh, at the very least, uh, you know, there's not, not timely enough to be actionable. Right. So like yeah. one, one of the opportunities with us being kind of like in the middle here is, is being able to, uh, you know, build products that maybe give doctors and payers insights into, uh, you know, adherence and people actually filling and refilling their prescriptions and, and being healthier. Um, you know, cause it, an interesting fact, which I found interesting is, you know, People will go to pharmacies 
far more often than they go to doctors, right? Almost an order of magnitude, right? So it, it creates, you know, a uh, touch point, um, which allows, uh, you know, us to, you know, provide data, provide insights that, that, you know, can't be found elsewhere. Very interesting. What is the retail experience you guys have built? Because personally, I've not been able to go into a capsule, but I've seen them. What is that experience you look to build that doesn't make it feel like a, a stuffy CVS or Walgreens pharmacy? <laughs> yeah, so the, the retail is is actually really interesting. Um, you know, so so Capsule does uh, create uh, retail locations, right? Um, the the point is that that our, with our service, we hope people don't need to use them, right? We provide the the capability and the comfort level that if people feel that like you know, picking up is the best channel for them to get their medication. You know, we absolutely support that. And, uh, you know, we try to make that as delightful experience as possible. Like our pharmacies are all nice, right? They're all, mm-hmm. they all like a, like a very, uh, you know, high design aesthetic. They're, they're pleasant, they're cheerful places to go to, but uh, definitely not, not part of our strategy, right? We, yeah. we have them there. We have one physical brick and mortar location in each one of our markets. Um, and, uh, you know, our goal is that, that we bring the meds to you and we, we just, you know, make it, make it as easy as possible. Very cool. So it can be more of a holding place for the prescriptions and a base for people to come and pick things up, but the focus is still to enhance the personalized experience with the brand by having that as more of a presence. Okay. Yeah, it's there. And, and, you know, it's an important thing psychologically, um, you know, using, using the capsule service, like you feel like, Hey, I can drive there if I need to. Right. So even you know, if you that, don't, it's funny, you know, even if you don't, it, it, so, some part of it is psychological, but you know, like we're, we're happy that like, it's, it's an opportunity to serve our customers in a way if they need us to, right. Like we're, we yeah. customers to come and pick up their meds. If that's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, this has been my perspective is I have seen capsule advertised on taxis and all over the city. But it was when I drove by and I saw the physical retail space, I went, oh, they're a real company. <laughs> yeah, they're a real thing. Yeah, that's 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 part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the real pharmacies, that's actually uh, typically where our, our resident pharmacists are, you know, where we actually where we actually pack and, and distribute. So, um, yeah, so it's multi-purpose. <laughs> Very cool. So how does the, the pharmacist role change with you know pharmacy services being consumed through the capsule platform do pharmacists scale more now are they upskilling in other areas are they able to do more time maybe with customer service or checking on adherence what does that look like now that you've helped a lot of their job become digital yeah so we hope we hope it uh makes their job easier and helps them focus on the things that that uh you know, it's most critical for them to, to work on. So, uh, you know, for the most part, pharmacists aren't running around like pulling bottles and measuring and weighing and counting, you know, the, those things are, are largely automated. Um, they, they are, uh, you know, probably more focused on the things which are most uh, important to their specialty, you know, uh, checking to make sure people are getting the right meds, that there's no possible, you um, you know, kind of, kind of issues with the med that they're taking, uh, along with other meds that they're taking, uh, you know, uh, just, just really providing like kind of that, 
that uh, kind of wisdom and, and, you know, kind of the skills that, that they're really there for, you know, they're, they're not there to be kind of running around like pulling pills and taking packaged items off a shelf. You know, we, we largely automate those things. We, we have processes and workflows that make those things easy. Um, you know, they're focused on the, on the problems, which are really, really uh, require the skills of, of the pharmacist and that helps them scale. Right. And it helps us scale, you know, um, so that's, that's, uh, you know, definitely the case. Uh, had the opportunity, um, most capsules, uh, we call ourselves capsules, get, get the opportunity yes. to kind of visit a uh, pharmacy and kind of see the operations and kind of understand the role, um, you know, kind of fill one of the ops positions, um, you know, working the line to help people uh, get their medications. And, uh, you know, it's re- really interesting how different, uh, you know, the experiences for, for pharmacists versus uh, retail pharmacists. Um, you know, in most locations, it's a, it's a much different role and more focused on their pharmacy specialty. Yeah. I mean, their schooling is no joke. There's a large investment to become a pharmacist and to have their skill set that I'm sure this makes their job that much more fulfilling because they get to actually apply their knowledge and, you know, detail orientation to the process versus just, yeah, how many boxes of whatever do we still have on the shelf and making sure that they're fully stocked. That's just some yeah, things that can be automated. Like you said, machines yeah, can something. handle that and let them do what they're good at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's switch gears a little bit now to your other passion within the data world, which is AWS. You have earned this title of an AWS data hero, which I don't know that a ton of people have. So help us understand what exactly at AWS data hero does and and what you did to earn that status yeah so so uh yeah i I felt quite honored and and uh you know definitely grateful uh for the opportunity to participate in the in the program um the hero i think is an extension of uh their community building programs uh so it's really two-part i think it gives us an opportunity to have uh access to AWS in ways that you wouldn't as, as a customer typically, uh, any ability to kind of work and interact with product, um, you know, have, have some influence, uh, provide feedback, um, you know, kind of get to touch things and, and kind of play with things before most folks, which I think is useful for AWS, definitely useful for me. Uh, the other part of it is, is kind of the community part, which, you know, essentially, uh, you know, gives me a duty of kind of educating and kind of talking about uh, things AWS, uh, uh, things in data engineering, um, you know, so kind of just expanding on, on, on kind of a responsibility that I've taken on myself for many years, you know, in terms of talking at conferences, uh, meetups, uh, blogging, you know, whatever, uh, you know, to just uh, try, to, try to help people uh, be better at, 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 you know, data and data engineering craft. So, um, yeah, so it's great. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot out of it, uh, definitely trying to contribute more um, as well as part of being part of this program. Very cool. And you've gone pretty much all in on the AWS stack. Are there a few specific reasons as it relates to what you're able to do within data of why you've really gone all in on their stack over the years? Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I, I think you know, it, it comes down to maturity, you know, like I think uh, AWS is is more mature and has a breadth of, of services, especially around data that other uh, companies, uh, you know, other cloud providers, uh, you know, just don't. I, th- I think they're all 
kind of catching up to some extent, like the, the playing field is, 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 uh, you know, kind of perhaps leveling a little bit, but I just think like the, the depth of, you know, kind of technology that AWS provides as well as kind of just the ubiquity and, you know, like, mm. you know, if you're, you're going to go out there and talk data, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, you're, I'd say nine out of 10 of the, of the platforms out there are probably built on AWS. The, the professionals that you're going to deal with on AWS. So just a, a big com- community um, and the technology is definitely there, you know, and I, and I think they keep investing in it, you know, as part of that, part of that flywheel, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the big challenges is just, you know, keeping up on, on, you know, what's new in the industry. Um, what's new with AWS, frankly, like, you know, um, seems like, uh, you know, releases or announcements are, are just, just constant, and, you know, all good stuff. Daily. <laughs> Daily. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of times a game of like keeping up and yeah, what's new. But when you take a step back and, and a breather, you're doing some pretty innovative things with data already. But do you see some maybe areas out in the industry or future within technology where data could be even further applied to have really game changing results on different business outcomes? Well, I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think like, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's any like a uh, pattern in specific industry where, where I see opportunity. I, I just, I, I think like just as a whole, um, organizations could, uh, you know, uh, there's still like a lot of opportunity in, in organizations to really, uh, leverage data to not only improve their business in kind of the traditional sense, you know, I think as people think about data, they think about analytics and insights function, right? Like, Hey, how can I operate better? How can I have more insights? You know, like um, my dashboards, my reports, etc. You know, I, and and that stuff is all critically important. But I think you know one of the opportunities out there, and I think like a change of mindset for many like product organizations within within companies is really like, hey, like what can we do with data? How can data make our product better and our customer experience better? How can we automate more? Where can we use machine learning to, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, scale uh, CRM and kind of customer journeys, right? Like how, mm-hmm. what could we do if we had like a, a, you know, really robust customer profile at our, at our, at our fingerprints, at our fingertips for, uh, you know, kind of customizing, you know, our product, our customer experience and, and uh, you know, even creating, as I said, like a, like, you know, a, products which which and data products can, which can help internal and external customers right where can, where can data be useful so i think like you know the the analytics front i think you know in, analytics and insights is is becoming more mature I, I think a lot of companies have got their head around it and they're trying to do better or they've done better right um i think a lot of companies are finally getting it um not the case if you rewind like 10 years ago like i, I think uh you know there's been a lot of improvements there but i think um data permeating into you know kind of product is is still um i think like a big op- opportunity and and a lot of companies still getting there and, and figuring out how to think about it that's good yeah it's hard when in business in general people can sometimes be reactive more than proactive but the more you give yourself space to be proactive, that's when data can fuel so many bigger, better decisions and allow you to innovate in ways that you hadn't even thought. But it does take a little bit of a, a pause and a just good management of what all is in motion 
and being able to think strategically about the data set that you have. Yeah, absolutely. I have one final question for you, Elliot, that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts around. And that's when it comes to principles. I want to hear from you. What is a core principle that has helped you be successful in business? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, like I, I think uh, something that that I, I've employed as a as a core principle throughout my career um, is like you know asking you know trying to find asking your why like you know um, you know kind of Simon Sinek had a great talk on that of course and you know I, I think probably you know. I've, I've thought about that, you know, through my whole career, you know, I think just being really objective about why you're doing things, you know, and, and mm-hmm. if you can't, if you can't articulate that, then maybe you shouldn't be doing them or, or maybe, you know, connecting your, your kind of why and your, your purpose to that initiative could definitely help guarantee it be successful. So like, I find that my why is usually squarely focused on customer, right? Um, I feel like is the right right thing to think about there were just many organizations many leaders and you know i think about customers i think about internal customers i think about external customers um so you know many times you're you know you find initiatives you know especially you know we talked about innovation so it's it's interesting to talk about innovation where you you have innovation for innovation's sake you know and we've definitely seen a lot of that over the past um years to decade where uh people have gone through like kind of modernization projects innovation, digitization projects, just because like, you know, the CEO said it was a good idea, you know, um, or, you know, it it made the CTOs like propeller spin, right? And I think, you know, those cases without like a strong connection to like a, a purpose, right? Um, Usually the customer are are doomed, right? And we've seen so many of those kind of digitization, modernization projects not, not be successful because they weren't properly connected to, to the why. Right. Um, Mm. so, so like, you know, I think, I think it is healthy, uh, at all phases of a project, um, to, to, you know, come back to that and really say like, why are we doing this? And, and, you know, make sure that you're, you're really connected to what's most important to you and, and your, and your organization. So, that's probably uh, my, my uh, top uh, pick. <laughs> That's awesome. Question. And it makes sense. The companies that you've, you've chosen to go work for, I could see how you could find a really big why in that and go all in and not think twice about what you guys are focused on and charging towards big goals. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's good. Well, keep up the amazing work, Elliot. I'm such a fan. Love what you're doing at Capsule. And I'm excited to see what you guys do over the next, gosh, five, six, seven years, like it's going to be game changing. So yeah, for sure. So uh, thank you. And, and all the same to you as well. Um, thanks for this opportunity. Yeah. Keep it up. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you.